Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Find YSL Parisian 90ml, $119.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. For breakfast, SCNZ Friday, the 6th of May. You've got Tony Kemp in the house. You've got Ricardo Ball, because Louis away. He's out duck shooting. Chasing the lucky rackies down south. He'll join us shortly, though. He's awake. He's going to give us a little love racing update. Obviously, Rickerton synthetic yesterday. And Jason, I just had a Louis look at your tip. Mm, just missed out, mate. You lost it pretty much in the first leg. Unlucky, brother. Anyway, we go again today because Otaki's on. And I'm sure Louis is going to share some insights and some, lead us into a few at Otaki and then Gold Coast in the weekend. But speaking of Gold Coast, after 7 o'clock, our Waikato Racing catch-up, we head to the Gold Coast and we have a big Kiwi contingency over there racing. And we'll catch up with renowned Cambridge trainer and trainer of swords drawn, Sean Ritchie. Race 3, Gold Coast. We're going to have a catch-up with Kiwi trainer. Sean Ritchie out of Cambridge. He's over at GC, and he's got a good chance with OP riding swords drawn. It's Mother's Day this Sunday. Remember, Mother's Day. We celebrate our mums, our wives, that look after our kids, and, uh, you know, fantastic role models, and really give them all the love and everything they could ever need. 
And uh, we want to celebrate that. So after the 7 o'clock, we're going to have a Mother's Day special. Sacrifices, commitments, certain sport takes a bucket loads of time and throw in being a mother. And this morning we'll catch up with Mystics player Phoenix Karaka, who is juggling all of the above, uh, being an athlete and also being a mum. Special, special time. And then we're going to react to the Phoenix 2-1 win over the Wanderers. No doubt Ricardo Ball will uh, have his reaction on that game last night. It had everything. Offsides. Hitting the post five times. Stingers galore. Goals. Turned down goals for a 2-1 win that last 10, 15 minutes. Oli Sale doing everything possible to give the Phoenix their chance to make the top six. So we're going to get Fred De Jong, former New Zealand striker, on to break that down and also um, talk about the Champions League. Liverpool taking on Real Madrid. I was listening to you yesterday on Smithy's show, Ricardo Ball, the encyclopedia of football. So we'll get your your call and your take on last night and going forward to Liverpool. Um, Liverpool taking on Real Madrid for a rematch of a couple of years ago when they t- to face each other in the Champions League. So that is our show. Quizzy Dag, remember, Quizzy Dag, give us a call 0800 150 for Quizzy Dag. And you'll win the chance. You'll, if you win Quizzy Day, you've got the chance to win a trip to the Gold Coast, courtesy of, of Willamette Travel for the supercars. There you go. That is our show, lads. Good morning to you in Auckland. Morning, Ozzy. Morning, mate. It's uh, sitting here with Rick Dog. Looking forward to the show today. Fred DeJong, mate, and the Phoenix. And I can't wait to talk about that on their, on their run into the finals, mm. getting that win last night. Um, yeah, mate, and, and Ricardo, that, that game yesterday, that game, that... You know, Real Madrid and uh, Manchester City. Me and Louis were sitting in here while Izzy was talking, and we couldn't. Mate, it was two minutes to go. It was all over. <laughs> mm. Oh, that 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 tie was incredible. You know, I mean, it's over two legs, mm. right? Manchester City led that tie from one minute thirty into the first game until ninety <laughs> ninety two minutes into the second game. Like they, that's how long they led for, and they lost. Unbelievable. You know, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of um, Golos- is it Golosungja? Is that it? Solskjaer? The, the oh, yeah, yeah. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, Oli. Yeah. When, when Manchester United were playing, right until that, was it like two minutes to go when they were in that Champions League final and he's gone and just tore them apart in that, in that last few minutes. <laughs> and I'm sitting here watching that going, mate, it's like Manchester United again yeah, way well, back in the 90s. Yeah, it is. I mean, that was, what was that, 99, I think. Mm. And the... Uh, uh, the year yeah, he was born. The year he was born, yeah, young, young Israel. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I was 11. <laughs> I mean, in that game, you know, United were 1-0 down. And, uh, it was, uh, I think, two minutes into injury time when United scored the equaliser, and then they went straight back and scored the winner mm. as well. That was a remarkable comeback, and it's probably the biggest comeback in the Champions League since then, I think. Yeah, no, um, yeah, it was a big day for soccer yesterday, and, you know, like I said, with the yeah. Phoenix, getting t- getting that win last night 2-1, um, mate, they're on the they're on the they're on the road, mate. You, who knows? They could be doing, they could be turning mm. the COVID conversation on its head. Mm, you well. know what I mean? Because you got to think, you got to think. It's not just the Phoenix. You got the Warriors. You got the Breakers. You've got this COVID conversation. And really interesting, my partner said to me the other day, the the COVID conversation is now an excuse. Mm. All right, you've been doing it yeah. for, for two years. Just get on with it. Like it makes a, makes a hell of a lot of sense. And the Phoenix have done mate. that. Oh, mate, I was like, I'm not a huge football watcher, but I watched that game and I was like, man, these Phoenix players are absolutely outstanding. Some of the skill, like that first goal from San Sutton, a little volley and he just pumps it into the top right. And I was just like, wow, this is good watching. And then you watched um, 
obviously a couple more plays. I think David Ball was offside for that uh, pretty snarly goal. But the VAR, they're always going back. Is that, is that the ref's call, Ricardo? Or are they constantly checking the, the video footage to go back and look at every scenario so they're looking for the offsides? Yeah, they, there was a ton of them yesterday. There was, yeah. You know, if a VAR, they basically have a guy who whose job it is to look at everything. Mm. Basically, any incident that might be contentious. Are you a fan? What's that? Oh, VAR? Um, yeah. I think the idea of VAR is great. Sometimes the application of it isn't. You know, there are there are things that have that VAR have gotten involved in that I don't think they should have. And then there's been like really blatant things that they should have been involved in that they've not said anything. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. it's it's a bugbear of mine. Any anything that goes to the up, upstairs like at the, the moment, oh mate, <laughs> just. Yeah, I reckon they should put the bunker and like give it wings and, and like say it's open season on the bunker right now and shoot the thing down. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's open season well, on I the instead of duck well, shooting, it's was, bunker shooting. I was going to say, you know, I mean, the, the bunker would be easy target because it is a lame duck, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, as I was just talking about, you know, thinking about the Phoenix when I first came back in uh, two thousand, the Phoenix used to. Used to play out of Mount Smart Stadium, mm. so they were they were our our basically our sporting partners, and we used to train with them. Like um, Winton Roofer and his brother mm. used to run the team. Good yeah, good dudes, man. The Kings, eh? the Kings, they were yeah. called back then. And yeah. we'd go down, and we'd actually have training sessions together where the where the um, the the Kings was it the Kings? Yeah, it was then? the Kings. Though. The Kings yeah, boys, yeah. so the Phoenix boys would come to train with us, mate. And we'd play touch with against them, and then we'd play soccer against them, mate. Really interesting. They used to love it. The soccer boys, the and and. Of course, the mm. league boys were so big. Like, used to say to them, "Don't push them too hard." You know, like, don't hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> you snap them. Hey, you know try and I mean? keep up with those boys. They're, oh. they're, they're clocking twenty clicks a game. Those boys are fit as they come, mate. But it's been an awesome story, eh? Just to see where the Phoenix have come from, to the fan base that they've built, the support, the A League. Seeing the A League grow into the the product it is right now, like it's renowned around the world. You're going from this little beast to actually being a big uh, contender on the world stage. It's um. It's pretty special. So, Ricardo, can they can they kick on? Who? What's the playoff run looking like? They've obviously cemented the spot now. Yeah. Playoff run. How's that looking for the Phoenix? Well, so what happens is third place sixth and fourth place fifth, mm. and then the two winners um, go through to play first and second. But once they get that, it's home and away. So you're two legs in the semifinals. Ooh, ooh. That's and, a that's a final system. Yeah, and then a one-off grand final. Yeah. Um, so that's the way oh, it looks. Okay. At the moment, uh, they've got one game left, which is against Melbourne City, who are uh, probably the premiers, um, and they're going to have uh, that week off. Um, whether they get anything out of that game, I don't. I would doubt, to be honest, given that last time we played them, uh, they pumped us 6-0. Um, so I would mm. say that the Phoenix finished 6, which probably means they have Western United uh, in a one-off game. Last time they played Western United, they beat them 4-1. So I think the Phoenix Ooh. are the Phoenix are a chance. Phoenix are a chance. You and I think at the moment you would rather play Western United than play Adelaide, who's the other team that you might play. It's easier to play Western United in, in Melbourne than to go to Adelaide, and I think we're a better match with them as well. Yeah, and it's and it's finals, eh, Izzy? You know what I mean? So mm. anything can happen. Um, I'm just really when you're talking about how far the Phoenix have, have come. I reckon how fast uh, soccer as a sports come in New Zealand. When we're watching them, I remember being at high school. Like my boy's twenty four now, but being at high school watching these kids play soccer for Westlake boys, 
and just going, man, the skill. Mm. You know, like we used to play soccer. <laughs> we used to play soccer at school, mate. It was like you'd swing your right foot and miss the football. You know what I mean? It was, it was <laughs> terrible to watch. But these days, those those kids that are running around and the young boys in the Phoenix side, I'm just going. Yep, it's starting to look like European football. You know, they've got control. They, they, you know, remember it wasn't too too long ago, Ricardo, where blokes were passing and shifting the ball around and kicking it all over the place. You know, yeah. but now it's it's totally different. They, the young blokes are changing the face of the game. Well, the thing is that you know the game in New Zealand used to be very much modelled on the old English style of play, which was you got the ball if you were at fullback, you got the ball and you played it up the line, and if you were the winger, you took a touch and then you played it into the big guy in the middle, you know, and that was effectively what I was really direct, but now you've got players who can beat a guy, who can dribble, who can, mm. uh, you know, that they've got ways of getting out of places, that, the way that they can hit a ball with the outside of the foot or the inside of the foot, you know, um, nice. you know, and, and the reading of the game, I think um, the skill level Low, you know, amongst the kids coming through, we're seeing it now. That's these kids that are out of the Phoenix Academy, is probably the best that we've seen. And you know, I mean, you look at the All Whites at the moment, and where we've got players playing, we've never had so. I think we've got something like mm. sixty players in professional environments overseas now. Unbelievable, and that's never happened yep. in New Zealand football before. So, so Rick Dog, so you you're pretty much stating that that football in New Zealand is pretty healthy. We're in a healthy position at the moment with the clubs, pathways, the you know the the actual. Uh, opportunities that these kids are getting, it's, it's pretty healthy. Yeah, yeah, it's very healthy. I mean, you know, you throw into that as well, is either, uh, you know, the Phoenix have got a women's side now as well. So there's another pathway yeah. there, you know, for a long time that was that was a difficult thing. Uh, but now the Phoenix have got a women's side, so we've got players playing in the A-League of the women's team, but not just in the Phoenix team. I think there were six mm. uh, people who were football ferns eligible playing for other teams in the women's A-League. Mm. This season as well, so you know um, it's really good. And Rhea Percival, who unfortunately is injured at the moment, is probably our best player at the moment. She's playing at, uh, for Tottenham Hotspur in the uh, in the Women's Super League in England. You yeah. know, and they're one of the top teams right. over there. So you know, we we really uh, have those pathways now, and we've got aspirational players playing at the top, and we've got youth coming through who are every bit as good, who just need the experience and the exposure. Yeah. No. It, it's... What's the, what's the um. So, sorry, um, Kempi, what, what's the contracts like over in the UK for the Tottenham? And are they pretty, pretty good, pretty healthy for the girls? Yeah, Can they make a bit of quit out of it. Yeah, they'd be. I mean, like you know, Rhea would wouldn't have to have a second job. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, which mm. you know, in women's sport, That's professional great. sport, hasn't always been the case. You know, they 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 get called professional because they get paid to play, but really, you know, you have to offset that with a mm. second job a lot of the time. Uh, but in the women's super league, no, you, you're pretty, you're pretty good, you're pretty well sorted. I was, saw Sam Kerr, you know the Aussie striker. Mm. Uh, so she's yep. on six hundred thousand pounds a season at Chelsea, uh, <laughs> in their women's team, oh. and uh, she's just signed a deal with Nike uh, for a million, uh, a million US a year. Oh, let's get her on. You know, and so that's that, that's oh, that? that. I mean, that's that's Izzy Dag type money. That's what we're talking here. <laughs> is that a Nike? Mate. Is that a, is that a Nike hat that Izzy's wearing? <laughs> it uh, might be, mate. Don't even say Nike to me. I'm at it all day, boys. Come on, lads. <laughs> three stripes. Three stripes represent Izzy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But that's awesome. That's awesome. And you can see, like, if you actually dedicate the time. The resources, the effort into actually the product, which is our women's game, you can see the outcome of it. Obviously, they've got a big market up in north, and the market's a lot bigger. But like you see with the A-League down here, how that's growing, and now the Phoenix women are part of that. Like, it just shows that, that New Zealand rugby have got a long way to go. A long, long way to go.
lads. Yeah, well, I thought that was... I I mean, you know, I don't want to go back over old ground, but I thought that at the time when the Phoenix announced their women's team and they announced an all-female coaching group, right? And I was just like, bang, you've nailed it. And it was around the same time that rugby was doing uh, Super Rugby Alpeki, and Mm. I was like, where are the women? It was all men, you know? Mm. And at the time, I was like, man, this is a really bad look for rugby, the way they handled that. Yeah. And yeah. and hopefully, like I've been following that story all week. You know, following you guys in the afternoon talking about it and and just reading about it. And mate, I, the more I think about it and the and and what Wayne Smith has done, especially with his like, like really, is he? And you know this. With Wayne Smith has made a statement this week, hasn't he? He came out. The captain's yeah. gone. Like that's the biggest thing. Mm. You know, all everyone like imagine he's obviously had the conversation, said said to the captain one way or the other. You know, like I'm not going to name you, but blah blah blah. But for the public to to be sitting there going, man, you you've named a new captain. I think he's come out and he's just gone right. This is the Wayne Smith the Wayne Smith way. We've we're actually making a change, and he's made a public statement. Mm. And I think it's a good thing. Mm. I think you know personally, I think yep. Well, it's we know the change is coming. Mm. So now let's just get on with it and support him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And um, the coaching group he's put together, Bunting, you know, with the work he's done in the sevens, uh, having someone like Whitney Hansen as well in there as well. Then yeah. you've got you've got progression, you know, because Wayne Smith's not going to stick around and be the Black Ferns coach for for a long time. He's getting us through a World Cup cycle, and then I think you can see that that progression, got, got progression is there in place. Mm. Yep, nice. I think it's there. Like I've been, I've been coached by mate, he is just brutal, ruthless. Doesn't matter if you played fifty tests. If you played uh, two tests, five tests, he's got how he wants things to operate. You've got to be in this type of um, nick. You've got to be physically fit, mentally fit. If you're not ready, then he'll just replace you. Um, and I think he's just made a, a good statement. But I, I hear what you're saying with that, Rick, too. And um, I think with our women's game and where we want our coaches to be, I personally, I feel that we need the coaches to be ready. Um, there's obviously a lot of women's coaches in the game of rugby that uh, have done the job provincially, but are they ready to take that big step to throw them into the world st- stage to face the Englands, the Frances, where if things don't go right, how are they going to react to it? So I think right now they've got an opportunity to build that, keep building the foundations, keep looking for our wahine tour coaches around the country, building them up, giving them genuine pathways to make that coaching um, switch to the big time and then throw them in there. And I think... If they haven't seen the light right now from what's going on <laughs> and they miss this boat, then, man, there's got to be big, big repercussions from that situation. But good chat, boys, to start the show off. I'll read this text message from Don before we shoot off and come back with some Broncos chat because they smashed the Rabbitohs yesterday. Did you get on? No one picked it. Oh, what do you mean no one picked it? Cut it out. <laughs> This moment Kempe walked in this morning as he's like, mate, I picked it, I picked it, I picked it. <laughs> oh, what a clinic. Andrew, Andrew Reynolds uh, ran yesterday, mate. Oh, good. Adam Reynolds, sorry. He ran yesterday. It was absolute clinic. But anyway, morning is Izzy, Uncle Kempe, and brother Rick Dog. Dom here. Good racing tomorrow on the Gold Coast. I'll be racing up to the club's rooms after footy to watch Slipper Island race. Boys, get on. Even a place. That is from Dom. Okay, Slipper Island over in the Gold Coast. Wherever we look at that, Domi, thanks for your text message. Make sure you send them through on the text machine. Double eight, double three, anytime. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. 
My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.